welcome to the Infinity Bros podcast, the only podcast that's perfectly balanced, as all things should be. I'm your host, Max Mosier, here again, back with you today on this episode to talk about the season one finale of Moon Knight. I'm here with two other Infinity Bros today. First, it's Infinity Bro Robbie. Robbie, welcome back. Hey, I'm happy to be here. I don't know why you guys invited me, but I'm here anyway. Fun fact, we didn't. You just said you were interested in being on, and so we obliged. That is that's actually that's factual. And that is how the Infinity Bros podcast gets made. Let's head over to our other Infinity Bro. It is your residential Moon Knight expert. It is his time to shine. It is his time to gallivant and celebrate and take his victory lap. Season one of Moon Knight is done after what I'm calling the year of Jarrett. Jarrett Curtis, welcome back, Jarrett. Uh, yeah, I'm also here. Moon Knight is fantastic. If you're not watching it, what the heck are you doing listening to this podcast right now? But yeah, man, it's been a year just for me. I got a League of Legends show. I got Hawkeye. I got this. Like, yeah, I'm. it's all aces for me. Big deal for you. Big deal for you. Jared, I, a couple episodes ago, we talked about Pod uh, Chaser. You can leave us a review on Podchaser. Isaac, our other Infinity Bro who runs some other stuff, if this is the first time you're hearing us, you don't know who this is, but he's on our team. Isaac uh, had been the super host, host of 126 episodes, even though this is episode 117. Don't know how that happened, but he did. Well, apparently he took that personally because he went back and he changed it. And now I've hosted 36 episodes. He's hosted 26 Wait, so who's hosted all the rest? So, I mean, I have like 70 something under my belt. We have 70 something episodes just out there. <laughs> nice. Love that. Yeah. So we're going to go ahead and Robbie, we're going to credit you for the rest of those. So Robbie is host prime of our show. What if it's Zane? What if it's always it's been Zane? Be it's, <laughs> it was always you. It was always, it's been. always been you. <laughs> Zane the whole time? Always has been. Yeah. <laughs> you can leave us a review on Podchaser. Follow us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. Uh, no no Twitch tonight for me. We're recording on Wednesday night because of the Moon Knight uh, episode. And we're heading out, uh, a bunch of us, me, Zane, and Isaac tomorrow, are heading out to Multiverse of Madness. When you are hearing this recording, it will premiere Thursday afternoon. So after you're hearing this, we will have seen Multiverse of Madness. We're going to record that this weekend. So double episode this weekend. Before we dive into Moon Knight, Jared, what are your expectations for Multiverse of Madness? I'm ready to be hurt in the way that like WandaVision hurt me. My hopes for this are so incredibly high and I hope they just go bonkers with it. I want it to be weird and I want it to feel like nothing we've seen before. Robbie, it has 79% on Rotten Tomatoes. Are you concerned about that? You are kind of like me in the vein that you kind of trust that rating sometimes. How are you feeling about this movie? I typically feel like if a movie is over 60, that it's pretty much fair game. Um, I don't know how to think about Doctor Strange. I'm not a, I'm not a huge Doctor Strange guy like like Max is. Um, and I don't know like all the extra lore and everything that might be happening. So I think I'm going into it with an open mind and I'm I'm hoping just to see some wild stuff. And I can't wait to see what it opens up for the rest of the MCU. Stay away from the spoilers. I did have one thing spoiled for me completely accidentally. And I think it's good that it's me because I typically tend to sit on the Reddit forums of spoiler things. But I found it, it happened on our TikTok page. So we all kind of share our TikTok page. And I cannot believe I saw it. Honestly, I was kind of thankful I saw it because I was like, okay, not interested. Got that out of the For You page stream. And just be careful out there this week. Uh, if, if you're not wanting the spoilers, I suggest that you mute Doctor Strange altogether. Doctor, mute some words. 
stay off the rest of the, the socials because uh, it was a pretty big one. And Jared, I believe you've been spoiled about some stuff, too. Am I correct on that? Yeah. So my mistake was um, going anywhere near social media because God forbid we keep a secret more than a couple minutes. Like the movie's not even out yet. <laughs> I couldn't believe it. I, I got it on Sunday and I was like, nobody's seen it. Nobody's seen it. How did this image get out? It's crazy, man. Crazy. So avoid avoid the internet this weekend, people. So, But you're not here to talk about Multiverse of Madness. You're here to talk about Moon Knight, the six-episode first season that just has been taking us through a different corner of the Marvel Cinematic Universe, uh, one I think that all of us have been joyful of. Oscar Isaac is in this as Mark Spector and Stephen Grant, and uh, we'll talk about another character that he might be portraying down the line. Ethan Hawke as Arthur Harrow, May Callumway as Layla, and F. Murray Abraham as Khonshu. And I, we're going to get into our rating of this whole season as a whole, but before we do that, we want to make sure that you know that from this point on, we are going to spoil the entire first season of Moon Knight. So if you have not seen Moon Knight and you are not wanting to be spoiled, this is your spoiler warning. This is Prepare Yourself at Infinity Bros. Prepare Yourself. Spoiler. Warning. Additionally, we're going to rate things about this show. We might rate episodes, characters, story arcs, decisions that the Marvel Studios uh, team made. The creator, Doug Munch, we might talk about him as well. So we want to also make sure that you're familiar with our rating system and how we rate things on this show. Here on the Infinity Bros Podcast, everything is ranked from a 0 to 6 point scale. 0 meaning horrible, and 6 meaning absolutely excellent. If all of the Infinity Bros rank something a 6, it gets an infinity snap. Episode 6 was titled Episode 6. Jerry, hoping that it'd have some fancy title for this episode. <laughs> yeah, they've been actually kind of doing pretty well, but um, Episode 6. Episode 6. I was I was a little dumbfounded by that one. Yeah, it, was, it was interesting. It, so, uh, wait, it's called Gods and Monsters. It was? Yeah. It said episode six on my TV guide no, this morning. Six, Is that what it's called? Yeah, it's called Gods and Monsters. Well, there you go. <laughs> well, now I just feel like a big dumb idiot now. <laughs> Gods and Monsters. There we go. That's that's funny. That's, that's a great one. Yeah. Gosh, that's a good bit. Yeah. Well, so go ahead and just chalk it up. I am. This is my final podcast hosting, guys. Just this is it. Uh, Robbie, go ahead and tell us. Uh, give us your rating from a scale of one to six on your opinion of moon Knight episode six and go ahead and tell us your your thoughts on the season as a whole um i gave episode six a five out of six um i think there's a lot of really good beats that they're hitting on but it's hard to go from such a an emotional gut punch that was episode five and then go to what was i don't want to say this was a typical marvel ending finale or marvel finale show but it was it was kind of in that same realm where it's like, OK, good guys fight bad guys. Good guys win. We get some things revealed and it's over. Um, I think they handled things better. They were able to tie up some loose ends better than other uh, seasons have. Um, so on a whole, I give the entire season. A I give the entire season a five out of six as well. Um, there's lots of good. Um, there's I, there's some things with pacing. There's some things with the the man who we see in the end credit scenes that I'm, I, 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 I struggle with if I just, if I think it's lazy or if I think it's brilliant and I'm somewhere in between them skipping and jumping through those. I didn't understand why we had to get a Kaiju battle 
uh, at in this episode. Like that seemed so random and out of left field. And I was like, they could have done this in the parking lot. Like that didn't make any sense to me. Um, and, and I can't help but think if this was anyone but Oscar Isaac, this show might have been a train wreck. And and maybe not, but I, I don't know if anyone else could have done what Oscar Isaac did in this, where he's playing two to three characters and he's playing them all to perfection. Um, so six out of six Oscar Isaac in this, but five out of five for the finale and for the season as a whole for me. Before I give my rating, I just want to pick your brain on this. I don't know if this is rumored or if it was confirmed, um, but it sounded like Shia LaBeouf was actually in talks to take this over instead of oscar isaac do we like this more less or about the same so if that rumor is true which i have i haven't even heard that this is me completely blind reacting to that jared i would say absolutely not oscar isaac is the second best actor portraying his or her character behind our robert downey jr and and obviously it's multiple characters, but Oscar Isaac is the crown jewel of this show. I'm going to go next because I'm going to piggyback off a lot of things. Right. This is a three and a half out of six episode. The season is really, really good. This episode did land uh, the beats it needed to land. So I can work with the season as a whole. But Robbie, you're nailing all the bad things. Why on earth did the did the Egyptian gods have to get big and let everybody see them? There's two major issues in this series of moving the stars and having this kaiju battle. They were both unnecessary. They both create huge plot holes for the MCU. And we've been getting some feedback on this because a couple episodes, Jared and I had this discussion on why are they moving the stars? There's no reason for them to do this. It felt like they were just kind of forcing a big thing in for no reason. There was no rhythm or reason. And maybe there's a bigger plan down the line for that. As of today, it looked like a wasted effort. It totally discredited all the hard work that episode five did of killing Stephen Grant. Yes, Stephen Grant came back and I like him now as Mr. Knight. Like, I actually think I see that transformation as a character. But I'm wrestling Robbie with did that emotional gut punch in episode five and then the 10 seconds we had in the afterlife did that even matter? I think episode five became a lot more obsolete and it's very similar to WandaVision, which I've had very, very strong qualms with. I think this is a better finale than WandaVision, but I, I just have issues with that. I think, I think the Layla becoming tower reds, uh, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Uh, avatar. avatar. I think becoming her avatar was very, very lazy and, Nothing led up to it, Jared. All the beats that we were catching with Layla, none of them matched what we got in this final episode. It was a cool swerve to see Khonshu say, why would I ever choose Layla? But he asked her still in the episode. <laughs> so it's, it's like, like we're just contradicting a lot of things we're doing. Yes, Robbie, I would I would absolutely echo what you're saying. I think Oscar Isaac carried I think I think Ethan Hawk and Oscar Isaac carried the oh, show. Sure, yeah. I'm gonna give credit to Ethan Hawk. Ethan Hawke really was if he does not act as well as he does this Amit reveal is way worse than it should it could have been and Moon Knight as a character is a great addition to the Marvel Cinematic moving forward that's why I'd give the season as a whole a five out of six I think the season's great but I want to highlight something 
the main writer of fan fantastic is writing episode six and Jeremy Slater. Jeremy Slater has one good writing credit so far in his career. And that is episode one of this show. Episode one. He didn't write a single episode after that. I blame this on him. I put this on his back. I don't know what Kevin Feige was doing, letting this guy handle episode six. I think it's ridiculous. I think it's egregious. And Jared, we, we talked about this last episode. I think they have a huge issue with their episode sixes. In Falcon and the Winter Soldier, they tried to get me to feel bad for a terrorist. In WandaVision, they totally undercut everything they talked about. I think they did the same thing here in Moon Knight, but the error wasn't nearly as big because the expectations of WandaVision were far different than Layla's character. Nobody had an emotional tie to Layla's character becoming the Scarlet, um, the Scarlet Scarab, which is what they're confirming her as now. So I think it's cool that she's the Scarlet Scarab. I, I have no issue with with that actress and that character moving forward. I just thought it was a cheap moment that we didn't need. Thought the fights were great, but I, that's that's long winded. That's my really I'm pretty negative and nitpicky about it. But that's because of the previous series and because of the things they told us in episode one through five. I be consistent. This this felt to me kind of like Star Wars. This felt to me like the second Star Wars movie and then going into ironically Oscar Isaac's third Star Wars movie. It felt like the writers were not on the same page with where they were going and they landed the plane and got where they needed to go. And yes, the Jake Lockley reveal at the end. I'm with you, Robbie. It's like on one hand, I love it. But on the other hand, I'm like. That's our post credit scene. We we could have we could have connected to Blade. We could have connected to Midnight Suns, and we're just self-containing. I I don't know, Jared. I know this is your character. They're making so I don't sure die. they kill. They kill. They better kill a villain. They're, That's the other thing. They kill. No our villains villain. are allowed to live. Oh ever. My gosh, biggest pet peeve of Robbie's in mind. I forgot to even say that. Good point, Robbie. They're like, oh, he's actually alive. Oh, interesting. Nope, no, he isn't. Can't do it. Marvel can't <laughs> let that happen. So super negative. I'll po- talk about the positives later, but I'll pass it off to Jared. Go ahead, Jared. I gave it a five out of six, and I understand a lot of your gripes, right? Like, we called a lot of this stuff. Um, I had said flat out, like, Layla's going to be somebody's avatar. They kind of pivoted this one, which is really weird, because if you remember, when he talks about how, like, yeah, Kanchu wants you instead of me, her reaction was so flat that I was like, oh, she's going to accept the moment he offers it. So the scene comes up, it's on the table, and she's like, absolutely not. And I'm like, what the heck? Is this writing or is this acting, Jared? Is that writing or acting? I, I, I want to believe that it's writing because I actually really enjoy the actress. I think she's done a phenomenal job. Yeah. And the way that – and you you nailed it right on the head. The hard pivot from like we lost Steve. Steve is gone. And then immediately in the next episode, he's like, I'm coming back for you, Steve. Like what the heck? Um, I yeah, like my version better. Yeah, like I, I wrote a better <laughs> version impromptu in five seconds on the podcast than that. The kaiju battle, I loved. I loved every second of that. And part of me is like, and I'm ready for the internet to just rip me apart because they've been tearing me <laughs> and Max a new one all week. Um, why does this matter? Right? Like, nobody's allowed to talk about the snap anymore, apparently. We're not allowed to talk about the giant celestial in the ocean. Like, apparently kaijus don't matter either. So, what are we, you know, what are we worried about? We can do whatever. People aren't going to talk about it. I just don't understand why Marvel just wants to make everything so big now. Why does everything have to be big? This was unnecessarily big. Unnecessarily big. Did not require it in the slightest. I think Marvel is scared right now. They have jumped the shark with Endgame, right? Like nothing. That was a big cultural event. Everybody, my grandma went to Endgame, right? And so I think they're so paranoid in trying to one-up that and make it better that they're making it worse. 
right? The pursuit of like trying to get bigger and grander isn't what we need. We want more down to earth or human stories. And I think that's what Marvel's missing is like, we love Daredevil, right? Daredevil is the best series of all time for Marvel. And yet like they didn't need a kaiju battle. Excuse me, Iron Fist happened. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, sorry. Yeah, I forgot about <laughs> Iron Fist. Inhumans was you? there too, yeah. Uh, Oscar Isaac has been trying to get uh, um, like Guatemalan representation in Hollywood. And one of his big things in Star Wars was he was pushing for his character to be from Yavin 4. Right. Uh, Poe Dameron, right? Yep. And I love the pivot at the end where they made Jake Lockley not this like typical New Yorker, but they made him Hispanic. And I was like, that's kind of cool, right? Like you get, it, it's Oscar Isaac is finally enjoying what he does and getting a say, which he did not get with Disney before at all. And so if nothing else, I give this a five out of six because Oscar Isaac finally gets his time in the sun and this dude has earned it. If anyone else has, it's him. Yeah, I love the finale. I think it had some flaws. I think you guys are, I'm not going to discredit your opinions. You guys are absolutely right. There was a lot of issues with this, but. I still I thoroughly enjoyed it before we move on into like the breakdown of this episode just for just for the fact that Isaac will clip this probably later sure 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 all right let's just go ahead and do this let's let's rank our top five MCU TV oh, shows gosh. so far so right. I, I already have this list prep prep so I'll start I'll this start is not first. This fair at all no, I'll, I'll, I have my list prep first. I'll start. I'll start first. Here we go. So I'm not. And I'm, this isn't like a top five second. This is just like, hey, today yeah, after yeah. watching this, where are you sitting on this? Are we including For me? What if? Yes, I would include. Are what we if. including uh, Netflix? I'll say no. I'll say just the Disney Plus shows. Okay. Just for the sake of the conversation. So for me, I'm gonna say Loki is one. I'm gonna say um, Falcon and the Winter Soldiers two. I'm going to say what if is three. No, no, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm going to say, forgive me. Loki's one, Moon Knight's two, Falcon, the Winter Soldier's three. What if is four. And I'll probably just because Hawkeye was so wonky on the back end, put WandaVision in there right now. Yeah, I think I think I'm going to sit there. That's I'll sit. That, that's where it gets a little fuzzy for me, because I think the Hawkeye finale was just so lame that WandaVision could get in there. But WandaVision's was lame, but the, the road leading up to the finale of WandaVision makes it better than I think what Hawkeye gave. That's interesting. I didn't think, I, I sincerely thought WandaVision would be last for you, but I appreciate what you're saying about the buildup. I think we all enjoyed it until the end. I just think WandaVision's episodes one through seven are so much more strong than Hawkeye's one through five. Like, I just think, and they each, they each bring their own thing, but that's like where I'm sitting today. And like, I think the point I make with that question is, Moon Knight is had the chance to be better than Loki. And I don't know if anybody's going to be better than Loki now, just based on the formula. Where, where are you sitting at now, Jared? On this? So I, I still keep Moon Knight above Loki. And a lot of that is like, a lot of that is personal stuff, right? Like Moon Knight has meant more to me individually. I think if we were talking about specifically, like objectively, which movie or which series was better, it, it probably would be Loki. But I think... I have so many ties to not just Moon Knight as a character, but the things that happen in this series that that's number one for me. Number two is obviously Loki. Um, number three is Hawkeye. Even though like I can see all of Hawkeye's flaws and I had a conversation with somebody on TikTok about like Echo as a character has not been built up well. And so people are not excited for that series. And yeah. I fully understand all of those critiques, but I still love Hawkeye for 
what it means to me as a fan. Um, and then what if followed by Falcon and Winter Soldier. I love Falcon and Winter Soldier. Objectively, probably should be higher, but it meant less to me. And that's just where I'm sitting. Where would you sit on this list, Robbie? Gosh. I don't know. We're, we're, we're spitballing. So, like, yeah. you have the ability to change down the line if, you know, you think more about it. But, like, today, just here, seeing Moon Knight, where would you sit on it? I think Loki sits at number one pretty firmly for me. I think that one actually hit all the right moments and the finale landed the best out of all these, in my opinion. Um, so I'd probably go Loki. Gosh, I, I really enjoyed What If. It's hard to like put that in the same realm as the rest of these, but I think Doctor Strange, the new Doctor Strange movie is going to change that. So I feel like What If actually works. So I like, I really like What If. What If is number two right now to me. What If is great. Yeah, like there's there's lots of beats in What If, and I know like every episode like isn't for everyone, but I gosh, I, I like It what has if. some duds, Robbie, but it, it has some banger episodes too. The thing is, What If I can go back and I can watch just the episodes I want and it doesn't sure. affect really anything. So it's so I, I like that ability of, of it. So I'll go Loki, What If, Moon Knight, WandaVision, Hawkeye, Falcon, and Winter Soldier. See, that's it's fascinating to me because I think Moon Knight will last the test of time is the point I make. I'm, I think I'm saying here, Jared. I think Moon Knight is still going to be a fan favorite. Even though I have these strong critiques of this finale, I have a way different opinion on this show of like I, I, I really respect what this show did in a lot of ways. Let's talk about this show's um, episode here. So we talked about this, but uh, Towerette – I want to just start with Layla and Tower Rep. So her becoming the Scarlet Scarab obviously is a huge gender bend from the comics. Jarrett, can you fill our audience in on this character? That How much do you know about this character, if anything? Next to nothing. So this was – Isaac actually brought it up before I did. He was like, you know, I think she's Scarlet Scarab, blah, blah, blah. And I'm like – No way. What episode? Did he do that last, last episode? episode? So check that out. Go listen to it. Holy cow. Props to Isaac. I did not know he said that. I, I thought he was talking about Stained Glass Scarlet, which is a very clear Moon Knight character. She's been around forever. She's still popping right. up. And I'm like, you misspoke. There's no Scarlet Scarab. So I looked it up. There is a villain uh, named Scarlet Scarab who uses the same name as her father does in the movie. He's got like – two or three appearances in like really old Thor comics. And I think like in the yeah. invaders or something. And so I had never heard about this character I actually went out and checked out those issues. It is the weirdest, most obscure poll. Um, and so I like, I don't know, dude, they're playing, they're playing Calvin ball with this. They're making up their own roles. Well, maybe, maybe the point with this too, Jared, is that they're just trying to build a new character. And I kind of love it. Like though. the feedback that people give all the time with Marvel is, we go like, oh, you want representation in this character? We'll make a new one. I think Marvel did that yes, here. Did. Yeah. And there's no connection to the Scarlet Scarab. So it can be whatever we want it to be, which I think is a really healthy way to do it. And I'm I'm fine with, with this actress continuing forward. I think Calumway has earned her stripes. I, I think it was cheap to bring her in the way they did. She looks fantastic in the suit. The suit looks oh, fantastic. Yeah. Absolutely. Looks great. Robbie, here's what I thought. I said to myself, I said, this is a better suit than Wonder Woman 1984. <laughs> yes. that, well, that's what I thought immediately, too. Yes. I was like, oh, this is 84 Golden Wonder Woman. <laughs> and it lasted longer. It didn't break in two minutes. So it was great. 
And I thought to myself, too, the other thing I thought was I was like, man, when Moon Knight finally crosses over, because I think they're going to really build that up. They're going to really hold their cards on that one because people are going to be itching for this build up with him. When her and and Captain America meet, that's going to be a fantastic. There's going to be some great jokes there. Great jokes on that for sure. I got to say this, too, like um, the director had talked about how he cares so much about Egyptian representation and how. Yes. And so the fact that I I know it's like very much pandering, but the scene where they're like, oh, we finally have an Egyptian hero. And she's like, absolutely. Yeah. I love that. Like he got his wish. With all due respect to anybody that's against that type of representation. So I've heard the joke like MCU and stuff like that about the MCU. (laughs) Yeah. I I would, I would firmly push back and say, then don't watch the MCU at all, first yeah. of all. Don't watch it at all because that happens way too much. The Egyptian line, was it corny? Yeah, it was corny. But was it's it on the nose? It's not but it was on the, the nose. World, it's though. fine. It's like yeah. it's it's a it's a five second line. Our biggest hero is Captain America. I think we can be okay with Egyptian superheroes. Yeah, the guy's literal name is Captain, Captain America, America. And that's totally fine. But like, oh, they said she's an Egyptian superhero. <laughs> it's a five second line. It was handled pretty much as I well. You, and again, Marvel made it. This is one thing I did like. Marvel made it a very clear point. And I know you called the Scarlet Scarab a villain, Jared. I think this will be a hero. Yeah. I think Layla will yeah. be a hero. I don't think she'll be a villain. I agree. They made a very clear decision to have her save people. They didn't have Moon Knight save people. They had her save people. My prediction last week was way off base. I thought she was going to pivot. I thought she was going to turn heel. I love that she's a hero. Yeah, I and I, that to me is writing. That's not the actress. Um, listen, Harrow uses Amit's powers. I was really fascinated too. So Amit comes alive. And the way that Ethan Hawke portrayed this of just being fully submissive to her was a weird pivot. Again, I, yeah. I think the writing here was super wonky. What did you guys think of Amit? We obviously talked about the kaiju battle. Let's break that down a little bit. How if if because for me, I think we could have done differently. Robbie, you said this as well. What would you have rather seen versus a kaiju battle? Like, would you have rather just seen that fight on the pyramids or somewhere in downtown Cairo? What, what would you rather have seen? I, I like it didn't have to be a big fight, I guess. But we've been waiting this whole like what whole series for like her to show up. And then she shows up and does nothing basically for three minutes. And then she's gone. And I just I would have rather kept the tone of episode five and kept it like emotionally impactful and like do the whole like they're taking people's souls and make that like very like you can make that emotional, like where someone's helping someone and like their souls get taken anyway. You know, like there's there's ways that they could have made that like actually work rather than just random people grabbing people's arms. And then there's a giant alligator doing the hungry, hungry hippo thing in the sky and getting bigger for some reason. And then Kanchu also gets bigger because Kaiju battle and, and how just, is he like, stronger with Mark Spector being right? That I was mean, the other thing. It's like okay, Mark Spector he, was back at that point, but like if Mark Spector died and then comes back, how was Kanchu able to make this fight happen without an avatar? I, I didn't understand. The rules were just fuzzy on that. Yeah, it's like he gets completely walloped while they're inside the pyramid. Oh, he got walloped the whole time. Kanchu didn't. Kanchu had zero business claiming victory in that battle. It happened though. 
I mean, it happened because they put her back in. There's a bit of an explanation for this, and it's not in the it's not in the TV series at all. Like there is a whole. Well, that's very helpful. Yeah, and so like (laughs) you're not supposed to know that, but like there is a there is a justifiable reason for this. If you go read Jed McKay's Moon Knight, they actually address this exact same thing. I want to point this out too. If you're listening to this podcast, pause it right here. Stop and just check out this five-minute video. It's probably not even that long. Go look up War of the Spark trailer on YouTube. It's a Magic the Gathering thing. It's an Egyptian-based. I'll put this link in the show notes. So it is It is like roughly Egyptian-themed, and there is the big bad guy is a god who's the size of a kaiju, and he's sucking up purple souls doing the hungry, hungry hippo. It is like, I kid you not, if I line these up side-by-side, shot-for-shot, they probably match up perfectly. I was watching this and I was stunned. I was like, I've seen this before. It was weird. I loved it though. I loved every second of it. See, and, and I understand the argument. So Zane is also another Infinity Bro on our show. We have six of us and we do a rotating uh, cast. And we're sorry for so, that. Well, some and of us we're not, and, and we always speak <laughs> ill of Zane. So yeah. if you don't know Zane, just imagine the worst friend you've ever had in that scene. So Zane, um, <laughs> Zane loves a good kaiju battle because... For him, it's just popcorn love. So it's like just watching two big animals or beasts or bugs go at it is there's something to him that that gets him going, for lack of a better way of saying it. And so did you get that vibe from this, Jared? Because for me, it felt like a lazy plot device. And I'm sensing Robbie agrees with me on that as well. It just felt like this was unnecessary and a waste of CGI. I just can I I just want to jump in real quick before that because like I'm I'm on the same realm was like with Zane I love big kaiju battles I love like Godzilla I love uh, 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 Pacific Rim and that stuff when it makes sense even if like even if the reason for why it makes sense is stupid I like it because big monster go boom make me happy this didn't make sense and that's why I had a problem with it go ahead Jared Zane and I watch all the Tremor movies so like. We love yeah. bad kaiju movies. Like, <laughs> big monster doesn't have to be explained. It's just like, the, what's that? What's the Megalodon movie? Like, that movie is awful. Oh, that movie Meg. is yeah, so bad. The Meg. But I love that stuff, dude. I eat that stuff. Sure, 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 sure. So, so for you, this was a layup no matter what, it sounds like. Yeah, you could make it whatever. And I'd be like, oh, cool, big monster, flashy. That's acceptable to me in feedback, I guess. I, uh, the kaiju thing to me is is a little ticky tack from my perspective. I get it. I just, I just, perspective. and I'll tell you what, Jared, and you're going back to a point I made in my review. It sounds like there's a lot of rules that weren't being articulated clearly here. That this, again, this is a 42 minute episode. And this is the rant from the from every Marvel show. What are we doing right now going six episodes, Marvel? What are we doing? Why are we investing so much money? Yeah, what a dumb number, six. Why would you base anything off of six? How <laughs> stupid is that? Yeah, that number doesn't work at all. I, I just, for me, I'm frustrated at, I think there was another episode or two here. We've been saying, like, day like, I think one an, we've been saying an epilogue, an epilogue with Jake Lockley. One episode of an epilogue. And let's, like... How are, how's everything going? Like we, we totally could, we could have gotten one episode of the field of reeds and give us an episode to absorb Steve being dead. Give us an episode to see Layla's transformation. Have Layla just do BA stuff in the background. Like her whole story. Yeah, if Layla's going to be a hero, if we're, if we're going full tilt, let's give her one full episode. Let's Absolutely. go for it. 
made me fall in love with her even more. Like I, I think, I think there was another episode in this season and I think it would have really allowed us to breathe and grieve the death of Steve Moore. So then his impact of coming back in episode seven as Mr. Knight would have really been more impactful and really been more powerful and to get a full episode to see Amit really do her thing and Harrow do his thing and maybe see that duality and that frustration of, Hey, Harrow really is not doing it for the same reason as Amit and see her and him have 10. I, I think there was more here. And I, I think this writing was really, this was really, really poor writing in the Layla beats and how this one ended again. And I think we're on a formula that uh, Marvel has to talk with somebody that's good with television. I don't know if that's, um, the like I, I think of Breaking Bad. I think like get Taika Waititi. Like the dude's killing it in television right now. Sure, I, I think there's other people in television right now that can come in and really serve this team. Th- this is a weak spot, and you nailed it too, Jared. I think this is a huge threat for the Marvel Cinematic Universe as a whole. I understand that Disney had to do Disney Plus, and not and it really hit lightning in a bottle because COVID hit, but. I just don't know how long term this is going to work. And I'm f- super fear. Like I have zero faith with Miss Marvel right now. Like Miss Marvel for sure looks like a, I, I am already negative about that show and I haven't watched it's, a it's, second. Yeah, of it. it's cooling for sure. It's freaking me out a little bit. I, I don't know here. Um, Yeah, let's talk about all right, let's 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 go to another positive. Oh, should we, let's let's talk about Oscar Isaac, guys. Let's talk about him. Let's 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 heat this bad boy up. This dude absolutely crushes it as Mark Spector and Stephen Grant. And I think his, his ability to act off of himself. I mean, this is Emmy, this is Emmy worthy in my opinion. I know I'm speaking ill of the writers, but like, I think Oscar Isaac cannot be oversold in this. He really makes this show every good thing it is. He is absolutely phenomenal. Robbie, from your perspective as a season, what are you thinking about Oscar Isaac and his addition as this character or these characters, excuse me, in the MCU? I feel like Oscar Isaac is like the first round draft pick that the DC or Marvel or DC or Marvel wanted. And Marvel like found the perfect role for him. And he probably chose Marvel. I, I, I just like, we talked at the beginning. I don't see how anyone else could have played this and then bounced their acting off of each other the way that he did. Because he really made it seem like it was two different people and they were like best friends. Like he made it seem like he was best friends with himself while on the screen as himself. And I know they have ways to like trick the camera and do all that, but it's like it seemed like there was no trickery there. Like he was literally making it just work no matter what was happening. Um, he runs weird. I'm going to give him that. That's my negative on Oscar Isaac. (laughs) He runs weird. He does, does not look (laughs) like a superhero when he runs. Uh, One out of six running. That's Um, hilarious. (laughs) He he has some negatives. He's not perfect. Um, so like, is, is he bottom five? Like, is he the worst runner in the whole MCU? Give us the ranking. <laughs> yeah, what is what is your like miniature ranking of the runners? <laughs> I don't know about, about the whole MCU, but like if we go by just comic books, like Ezra Miller's a one. Oh my gosh. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> brilliant. Absolutely brilliant. 
I'm sorry, future Max who has to edit those claps. <laughs> this is how fast people run with their arms all the way stretched out because that Dad. makes sense. Oh gosh. And then the chick from Eternals is a is Cersei. Cersei is a six. Yeah, Cersei. Cersei is a six. Yeah. Dude, that was phenomenal. Um, so Oscar Isaac just trying to run by himself lands at like a two point five. He's he's down there on the list. Yeah, I think that's those are healthy rankings. I think that's a really healthy scale. Yeah. So there's there's that. There has to be some sort of negative with him, and that's it. Uh, the rest of him <laughs> well, he's is human. perfect. I don't he's, see that at is, all. Well, he's, he's, is he human? Um, but other than that, he's perfect. Uh, he could carry probably any series you put him in. Um, but Moon Knight is 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 perfect for him. So. Jared, we talked about Mr. Knight and I've kind of referenced for me a personal like, hey, this character really did change for me. And I credit the writers and Oscar Isaac for that. Did did you feel satisfied with this character's transformational arc? Did you feel satisfied in this final episode with his confidence, how he spoke to Khonshu, how he fought all the bad guys? Like, how did you feel about that? This is so I feel like this one for all the flaws in the writing, I feel like this is the one thing they got right. Um, so they, they could have gone, it's a sliding scale, right? Either they keep the dopey, goofy, like episode two Moon Knight or, or Mr. Knight that we got, or they pivot so hard the other way that he's like confident and put together. And I feel like they rode that line so perfectly where he was yeah. still like a massive goofball, but like he was sure of himself, right? He knew what he had in this corner and he was rocking with it. I still hope that with the reveal of Jay Glockley, we still get the like stone cold killer version of Moon Knight. And I hope it's the bone armor suit, but who knows? I mean, it's a smooth transition, Jared. I mean, Jay Jay Glockley is here and they have no idea who he is. We talked about this on episode four. There was not enough runway from episode four to even dive into Jay Glockley. So... That felt like a layup to me, too, that that was going to be. And I think that's for me why the post credit scene felt a little cheap. I was like, really? That's your we knew. Scene? We, like we knew we, we knew <laughs> we knew he was here. That's that's a lazy one. But like, are you satisfied with the clear observation that they're going to explore that in a future season? Obviously, you talked about you love the pivot of him being more of a Guatemalan character. Yeah, love that. Do you want to see a season two or do you want to see hey, you know what? Let's not do a Moon Knight season two. Let's just wait. Let's let this character live out in this world a little longer. We'll explore these themes when we get to a movie or when we get to the Blade movie, for example, or the Blade TV show. I think you don't touch him. I, I think you leave him alone. You let him sit and stew for a little bit. Um, I'm hoping he's not in Multiverse of Madness, which sounds wild, but like, I think they give it. Yeah, yeah I think they, they give no this time to like to that being a thing. They haven't made any connections to anything. So that's why I think he's not in it. I think Oscar Isaac made it pretty clear to them. I'll do what you need me to do. The Avengers stuff, but keep me away from your main properties. It's pretty evident to me in his contract negotiations and how this show is structured. He does not want to be a huge part of this. Yeah. I think we throw him in like, if there is someday like a secret Avengers or something like that, or as everybody is predicting right now, a midnight suns, I think midnight suns is, I think that's a red herring. I think we're all excited for it. I don't know if it's going to happen. Well, I, I'm on the opposite end of that. I think it's totally coming. Think I think that's going to be the TV show. I think Midnight Suns is like their Defenders TV show, and they're going to try to insert a big Avenger, whether that's Doctor Strange or you know, some maybe America Chavez is in that. Like it has to, it has to be Doctor Strange. 
It's the only way. Yeah, it feels to me like Doctor Strange would be the best. But like the other part of this is there is no way he's not in this next Avengers movie. Yeah. Agreed. Like, there's no way they're doing all these shows to not bring these people into the Avengers. Kevin movie. Feige says there's no more Avengers movies, so I don't. Know Kevin Feige's full of crap. Kevin Feige, Kevin Feige lies crap. to us all the time. Papa Kevin has never lied. Can I say? I, I don't know if we're there yet, but can I say like, I was so excited to see like a fractured Haro, like just absolutely broken as a human being. I wanted that to be if we were going to get a season two. I wanted that. I wanted him just insane. You, oh, you wanted the villain to live? Yeah, I know. Excuse I hope, right? Me? <laughs> That's ridiculous. This is the MCU. M- this is the MCU. Any sort of villain that's decent dies. Yeah, I don't know, Jared. I think for season two, they really want to dive into that Bushman character. I, 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 think, I think that's the season two character. I, think I that's pray it. with everything in me that they do not touch that. I like... I, I, I cannot I imagine the worst time for them to bring him out. Like, just flat out, do not touch Bushman. But yeah, I don't know. I, I don't think they're going to be able to hold who's that another, Yeah, like, who's... I mean, they brought out this guy who was, like, in two comic books in the past, so it's kind of whatever. But, like, who, who's next? So there is a bit with with this guy called Sun King, which I predicted Haro was going to be, which he... A very creative was. name. So Sun King... Yeah. <laughs> Right, right. Now okay, you're getting es- it. Oh, okay, Escobar. it's all cheesy. Yeah, no. So then they have Sun King. They have Shadow Knight. Right, like. Oh no! The writing team is not there. Um. <laughs> so Sun King is this like he's this insane cult leader who becomes the avatar of Osiris, who we did not see in this show at all. Right. So I'm like, Haro would be a great Sun King. And the, the reveal halfway through is like they need to team up to take out this actual villain. Isn't that just the same? Isn't that the same exact storyline? No. That's you, you. Who did him and Haro team up to fight? <laughs> no, but you like, oh, oh, they team yeah, up. Jared was saying Har- yeah, Har- uh, Haro oh. and Moon Knight team up. Not, Haro becomes well, the like, avatar of Osiris. But how you describe the beginning was the exact same as how this show was. I don't think they're going to do that. Again. Sure. To some extent. Did you guys like that in the third act, the battle kind of just all of a sudden comes to an end because Jake Lockley killed everybody? I was annoyed. I kind of loved it. I despised it. I totally despised Never it. Never mind. I, I'm just, I split it because I, I, I understood. I understand it because that's what they've been doing with Jake. But it just it didn't make sense to pull that in the finale. In the finale, that's where I would say you'd go balls to the walls. Like this is why I have to it or- like this is why I have to put a pin in now to get on Disney Plus and watch Moon Knight. Like, show me him murking these fools. I, I, I will, I'll take it a step further, Robbie. If you're gonna do the fight, do the fight. If you're not, then do what they did earlier in the fight. Showcase Layla, and that's it. Don't do any fighting with Moon Knight. Make yeah. it quick. Make it quick and seamless, and. And really, like, build up this fight and then have our audience be like, oh, wait, hold on. What what happened? Jake Lockley killed them? Like, that's what I would have preferred to see. I would have preferred to see don't do it at all. But instead, we kind of got this showcase of Moon Knight, a showcase of Mr. Knight, a showcase of Scarlet Scarab, and then the eyes roll back in the head. How is Steven just, like, all of a sudden amazing at fighting? Is that just like he's trying to realized Mark? who he was? He realized that he was also 
Mark Spector. And so he's gained confidence. I wanted to see more action out of this in like a visceral way. I thought that's where we're going based off of the jump scare and what episode four or whatever it was. Yeah. With that zombie go. If you, if I recommend any one Moon Knight comic, go read uh, Jeff Lemire's issue five of his run. It is like, you know, the hallway scene in Daredevil. Yeah. It's a whole comic of that. Just like an entire comic of him, just like, just exhausted, bloody beating the crap out of people. I thought that's the finale we were going to get. Am I so disappointed that it's shaved anything off that we didn't see it? No, I still like, it's almost better for me because my mind can fill in the blanks of like, dude, what the heck happened when he blanked out? But I just, I'm not, that's, it's lazy to me because if they fill that in and we finally get to see Jake for a minute, just a minute, that's all we needed. And him just going like that, that's all we're talking about probably this episode. Yeah, that's the other part. If, if they show Jake Lockley, that might be a completely different conversation. Yeah, just show him finally as the yeah. third party that then like flips the whole script. Because this turned into like they're losing this fight and then he flips and then the, the, the episode's basically over. Like, Also, can we talk about this? Layla, Layla saw this, right? Like she even oh, asked yeah. him, was that you? And he's right. like, no. And then they never, they're just like, yeah, she's like okay, everybody, right, let's go. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, this was a 42 minute episode. We could have added 10 more minutes. We should have added two more episodes. WandaVision got eight, right? Well, they, sh- they, they maybe should have I didn't help WandaVision. They maybe then. should have stopped at six. Seven six is a perfect number. Six is the perfect number. Yeah, perfect number right. for one of it. Yeah, we love to rate <laughs> things on this show out of six. It's the perfect number. <laughs> I also We're not dogging the number six. So, so during that fight scene, uh, Layla's getting shot at, and she's like stuck to a car or whatever, and she's just holding up a wing, and the guy is just shooting her wing instead of like her entire leg. <laughs> the That's entire Yeah, her entire leg is exposed, but he's like <laughs> shooting at this. It's like screen. watching Zane play Fortnite. It's just, it's a gong show. But but yeah. then like, but then after after Jake Lockley does her, does his thing, she just breaks off the thing that was holding her there like it was nothing. I was yeah, like, right, so right, right, chill right. about it. You could have just done that. Like, I just, those are the lazy things that, that bothered me that I noticed that I was just like, this is why it's not a six. And that's why, like, before we got on, I was like, I don't know where I want to rank this because I want to love it. Marvel's got a finale problem. They've got a finale problem and they got to fix it. And they need to get some serious writers in these rooms like they need to get they need to call up Vince Gillian from Breaking Bad. They need to call the Sopranos writers. They need to call every the lost writers, every major show that had any cultural impact needs to be involved in these upcoming shows we cannot we we just cannot relegate this to jeremy slater and and that's and that's going to be my biggest feedback of this episode jeremy slater should not have been anywhere near this script and for him to be the one making the final calls it's egregious it's egregious i think he he is a massive reason this is bad because the errors we're saying are writing i think i don't think they're acting i think the right people were on the bus agreed i think the actors were good i think they were great i i this isn't like a kingpin scenario. One of my kids brought this up and it made me think of what you just said, Robbie. Um, so one of my kids was talking about Eternals and he said part of the reason Druig was such like an impactful character is he does. He breaks the one rule of movies, which is like he makes everybody attack at the same time rather than one at a time and only shooting the parts that are armored. Right. Like that's what made him so cool. Um, and I 
I watched this episode with that exact thought, like all the villains are going one at a time. They're only shooting Layla's wings. Like, what are we doing? <laughs> yeah. needs better fight choreography too. Yeah. Cause that, that's what like this, this episode missed the daredevil hallway scene. Cause people still talk about the hallway scene. Forget the guys who did daredevil on this. Like, exactly. yeah. what are yeah. you doing? <laughs> yeah. Oh my gosh. I, I think there's a lot of better writers out there than Jeremy Slater. There's a lot better ones, and I, I don't I don't get it. So the good news is it appears we're getting a second season. That that appears to be what the social media presence is saying. They're calling it they called this the season finale, not the series finale. Just for a thought experiment, and because I want to kill a little bit of time because I love episodes that go more than an hour because it tortures max editing. <laughs> um, you get you get in your hands. Season two of Moon Knight. Who's your director? I know who I'm picking. I just need to. Write. I pick Mark. Mark Jones in Infinity Bro. Mark Jones is who I pick. Yeah, that's that's not a bad pick. Infinity Bro. Mark is a great pick. So I'm choosing the Daniels. I'm choosing the Daniels um, from Everything Everywhere All at Once. Oh yeah, Matt Max is all on this. Yeah. Well, yeah. I finally have a reason to talk about this movie. It's one of the best movies ever made. Um, these guys are these guys are unbelievable and they're doing a killer job with making culture and in this show in particular i think the egyptian culture could have been propelled a little more to leverage like the character of layla for example like the egyptian part just felt kind of talked about on the on the end just i know you use the word pandering jared but it like I didn't feel that character's culture a ton in this show. That, that was maybe the wrong phrase to use, but yeah. No, I, I, I understood what you were saying. I think I'm I'm making the point that I think I'd like to see the Daniels do this. They leverage culture really well without making it feel like it's pandering. But also in addition to that, I would say they creatively build stories that individuals come closer together in very unique, weird circumstances. And I think that would really benefit the characters in particular of Jake Lockley, Mark Spector and Stephen Grant. I also would say Jack Bender from the show from he has done a great job this year with from and he takes really specific horror elements, which I know that um, I know Moon Knight was trying to leverage a little bit of horror this year with a couple of the, the episode four in particular was a horror themed episode kind of. So I would like to see the psychological framework and, and Jack Bender was on Lost too. So I would just like to see him get a crack at directing some of this. Ben I think it's bigger Effie writer issue than directing. Stiller. Ben, ben Stiller's not Stiller. a bad actor idea either. Ben Stiller. Well, he did with Severance. I still yeah. got to watch Severance. And that, and that, that fits. This That's a great point, there. Robbie. Ben That's a great point. That's Severance is a great pick. Yeah, Mark's my first pick. Ben Stiller. Mark, Mark Jones. Yeah, Mark. I would endorse Mark Jones. I'm going with uh, I will be floored if you guys have heard of this director or any of his movies. Um, there is a Korean director named Juan Taylor, and I probably pronounced that wrong. Um, he does a movie with Don Lee. Don Lee is the guy who plays yeah. Gilgamesh. Yeah, and, uh, what? yeah. Yeah. OK, so uh, no, Don Lee is Gilgamesh. And um, oh, am I thinking the wrong guy? Oh, I'm thinking the wrong guy. Um, um, Eternals. I just said it. Eternals. Yeah. yeah. Um, so he does this movie called The Cop, The Gangster, and The Devil. It is like this is a sleeper movie. You guys got to go watch this. It's fantastic. And the fight scenes and the story and everything they do in this is just like just gritty and kind of rough. 
that's what I want in a Moon Knight series. I want it to be like darker than this. I don't need the family friendly. I don't need as many. Jokes. I agree. I wanted a daredevil. I wanted it visceral, but it's Disney Plus, so they got to do what they got to do. And you got you got like two minutes of a jump scare with a pharaoh zombie, and that's about it. We did get an awesome hippo lady. Hey, yeah, Hi. props for Tara. That was fantastic. Oh, Robbie, that was a really good tower. That was really good. <laughs> Robbie, I thought I was in the show. Oh, my gosh. Did you play tower? Right? I don't know if you guys noticed, too. His ears flicked, you know? <laughs> Hi. That really was one of the best show, like, moments of this she show. She was endearing as hack, man. She was hilarious. I love her. She was brilliant. Actually, brilliant. Well done. Um, Robbie, next up is Miss Marvel, then your favorite She-Hulk. Uh, so I don't know anything about either of them. <laughs> this is going great. I don't care about this character. I I, I have very little care about Miss Marvel. I'll keep I'll probably watch it just to so I can come on the podcast once. Um I'm gonna I'm gonna be on every single She-Hulk episode though, and I'm gonna figure out why the heck people like this character. Like, cause I don't get it. What if She-Hulk's just brutal and Robbie's having to come on every episode and just like be like, I just still don't get it. it. Two out of six, but this I still is, don't get it. This is just terrible. I want this to be like a procedural crime drama. I want it to be like like a lot in order, but I, I don't Dude, know. Dude, that's going to be – it's going to be Allie McBeal. 100% She-Hulk's going to be Allie McBeal. Miss Marvel's going to be Boy Meets World. She-Hulk's yeah. going to be Allie McBeal. Allie McBeal's hot, so I guess it's fine. <laughs> <laughs> Excuse Dude, me? hold on. Max, did you listen to the last episode? Robbie was simping hard, my man. I was not. <laughs> yeah, you were. I did not at all. The Sonic actress did a great job. Isaac, clip I, this with the, clip the this Sonic next to his Sonic actress description. Has a perfect, like, symmetrical face and, like, perfect teeth. That's all I said. I... I just mentioned she's well we had editing issues with the first with your first part of sonic so actually we might have, i might have not heard that oh yeah we might not have that, yeah. that that's really sad it is, yeah. it is a bummer because I, I you were like when it cut into you robbie you were like really passionate <laughs> yeah you were about heated. the cgi before sonic went bad and i was like oh man i really wanted to hear robbie's point because i was like he probably had some really great insight but that's not true you can check out last week's episode and previous episodes of Moon Knight that we've reviewed on our podcast in the, in the last five episodes. You can also look in the show notes if you want to hear more about Loki, WandaVision, all these other shows we've been talking about. We put these series finale reviews on there as well for you to check out. If you're still here listening and you're willing, we'd love it if you'd consider leaving us an iTunes or Podchaser review. We will read it on the show. And I promise if you leave me a five-star rating, I'll be nice to you. I have a history of being mean. But I told Jared I'm going to give one free coupon that regardless of what you write, I'll be nice to you. And I'll So whoever's the first to claim that, they get a rare opportunity for Max to actually be That's nice a rare opportunity. Them. Yeah. Max has to be positive. That's yeah. has to be positive. It's going to be difficult. It's and not difficult. COVID positive. He's always COVID positive. Yeah. 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 Always COVID positive. COVID positive. <laughs> <laughs> and if you, if, you rate, if you give us a rating in the next month, um, we're having a raffle at the end of this month that is May. Um, and we are raffling off the keys to Max's heart. Um, so get in on that while the getting is good. <laughs> How much you want to bet good. Mark makes like six burner gals? Mark just, Mark just did the whole. Yeah. <laughs> just trying to Throwing catch his, his phone in the air. Yeah, yeah. Kelly, Kelly, get your phone. Why? Don't Kelly, ask. You need to go buy three new phones. 
<laughs> yeah, for sure. Yeah, you can have the key to my heart for sure. So yeah, but that's coming down the pike. We got Multiverse Menace this coming weekend. So I'm nervous, Robbie. I'm nervous for it. Um, yeah, those I ratings. Even know when I get to go see it. Really? Yeah, just as just has a thing like tomorrow and Friday, and we'll be back till Saturday. So maybe oh, Saturday boy. night. We're Wait, be didn't quiet you, about so it. you said Jess has a thing, right? Yeah, but she's like out of town. Yeah. Take so your like, kids. It'll be fine. It's just a Sam Raimi horror movie. You'll be yeah, fine. Yeah, what could happen? Uh, Jared, thanks for coming on and being on this episode. I got you, boo. And Jared, great job. I also want to cite Jared. Uh, thank, thanks for your insight. And Moon Knight, thanks for all, all pretty much every episode you were on, I think, right? I think all yeah, six. Man, I've been around. Yeah, we appreciate that and you taking time to do that. And uh, if you want to know more about Moon Knight, reach out to Jared on our social media. And Robbie, thanks for being on this episode. I am just happy to be here still. Can't believe I made it this entire hour. You did. You made it the whole 58 minutes. Whole 58 minutes is great. So, And thank you, Vanity Bros Universe, wherever you listened, however you listened. Thanks for making us part of your podcast experience. You can check us out on all the socials listed below. Click the link in our show notes for more information. As always, we love you guys 2000. We'll see you. Bye. Bye. Thanks for tuning in to the Infinity Bros Podcast. You can find the Infinity Bros on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at the Infinity Bros. Feel free to send listener feedback via email at infinitybrospodcast at gmail.com.